0: One big thing that I find is people don't actually know how much time they're taking to deliver a service sometimes. Theoretically they know, but then they like break it down and like yeah, okay, I'm like, okay, let's like really time track like how much time from like on you know like when you start the service to like when you deliver it and the back and forth and stuff and sometimes you'll realize like that service may sell a lot but you're only making like $15 an hour <laughs> so you want to be really mindful about like you know what offers are bringing in income and then like also on the other side of that on the marketing side is what like what marketing channels are actually driving clients to you. So if you're in a situation where you don't have time to like do your whole marketing strategy, like you, you know, you need to kind of pare down and be like, okay, you know what? Every time I do a podcast interview, I get a lot of discovery calls. Then, you know, okay, maybe you don't create a lot of your own blog posts anymore because your time's better spent doing podcasts because you just don't have the Bandwidth to do it all right now.
1: We're surrounded with the message that entrepreneurship is the hard life, the stressful life, the burnout, hustling and pushing is par for the course. And while scaling a business isn't without its challenges, I am passionate about showing women that we get to step into financial overflow doing what we love. I'm on a mission to not only help you scale your impact and your income, but also to support you in running your business in a way that allows you to reclaim time back to spend with the people that you carry about most. Join me for interviews, trainings, and musings on sales and marketing and mindset because I'm a firm believer that our businesses grow at the same rate that we do. I'm your host, Naomi Powell, wife, mother, speaker, and business coach, and this is the Lifestyle Edit Podcast. Mariah Tomkinson, welcome to the Lifestyle Edit Podcast. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to get to talk to you. I am so excited to have you because business operations is, and systems is something that I am like heavily deep diving into in my business right now. I think there is this fallacy that you kind of create systems and then they're done. But of course, as we're growing, we are scaling, our businesses are evolving, the systems break and they need to kind of grow as our businesses are growing. So this is definitely something that I've been deep diving into. So selfishly, this is great. I get to kind of ask you all these questions <laughs> for this podcast. So Thank you so much for being here.
0: So thank, thank you for having me. And yeah, I mean, I'm so excited to hear you're diving into your operations. That's like my whole goal for all of the world.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so before we kind of get started into all of the kind of strategy and all of that good stuff, talk to me a little bit about who you serve and how you serve them. How did you get into doing this work? Oh, goodness. Um, So I help
0: um, mostly service-based entrepreneurs, and I basically help them get their business operations organized and optimized to make the hustle happier. And we do that by establishing systems, building processes, and leveraging strategies that support their goals. Um, So I've always been kind of like, I've always been an efficiency person. Like I'm the kind of person, like I'll go to a restaurant and be like, the menu should be here. Like why are people ordering (laughs) there? Why isn't the trash can here or something like that? And I've done it in like, All my prior positions before when I like had a regular nine to five job is I always made like SOPs and like trainings for people. And like when I left the job, I would like have it all organized for the next person to take over and stuff. And I did a lot of project management um, prior, but in like an academic setting. So essentially I would help like um assist directors in building out programs so a lot of times i worked i worked in two different centers and we'd get like pots of money and they'd be like okay like this is what we want you to do with this money (laughs) Um, for example we built a leadership um program for habitat for humanity so all their directors could get like the same kind of um leadership education that's just like one example but you know a lot of it is just basically like okay we have a budget we have money where do we find the resources and what we need to make this happen? Um, Which building a business is very similar, right? Like, I mean, that's uh, like, that's how I view it very much. So is that like, it's basically like, okay, this is my vision. This is how I want to serve my clients. How do I make that happen?
1: So what are some of the biggest kind of challenges or mistakes that you see service-based businesses kind of, falling into when it comes to their operations and systems? Honestly, it's kind of ignoring their operations and systems. Like, obviously,
0: (laughs) you know, like, you know that you have to do certain things to run your business. But a lot of times people don't, like, strategically sit down and think about those things or document those things or have, like, a consistent process for those things or a consistent time that they approach those things in their business is more like ad hoc like okay i have to do an invoice do the you know do the invoice and just kind of like as things come up in their business they address them but they don't do it in a very structured and strategic way um and they're kind of missing a lot of opportunity to build um Their business up because, like, once you kind of establish a process and you understand how to do it and you have that checklist and stuff, it makes it so much easier next time you go back and do it or to train somebody to do it when you're ready to take that step. Um, So, it's really about building that foundation of your business about what you do every day in your business.
1: Absolutely. And that's why, guys, I really. Mariah and I are going to kind of make this podcast episode almost like a a bit of a strategy session. We are going to be walking you through the seven pillars of business operations and Mariah kindly is going to go through um, each one, one by one, so that after you listen to this, you kind of have a roadmap or at least of things that you can be thinking about if this is one of your priorities right now. So Mariah, do you want to just kick us off kind of just, first of all, just, going through what those seven pillars are. And then kind of, we can just go through each one in more detail.
0: Okay. Yeah. Sounds great. Um, So, you know, like I said, kind of business operations is really all the things that you do in your business day to day, how you serve your clients, all that. So it can be really overwhelming. And it's like kind of hard to step back from it and be like, how do I approach this strategically? And first off, I am going to say that I sort of like It's a little misleading for me to say pillars. Um, It's really honestly because they're all so interconnected. Um, They all support each other. And it's, you know, to me, it's kind of like they are pillars because they support your business, but at the same time, they're interconnected. They're not like one thing stands alone. They all work together to have smooth operations in your business. Um, But the seven kind of like essentials to business operations is your offers. So um, this is uh, obviously you can't have a business if you don't make money. And then marketing. So, of course, like how do you get your clients in information? So, for this category, it's like, you know, all those things like digital files, passwords, inbox management, that kind of stuff. Um, project management, so that's like scheduling, organization of data, tasks to do. That's more like your day-to-day operations. So like what what are you doing and sitting down like each and every day? Strategic planning, so this is kind of higher level than like your day-to-day. Obviously, strategic planning flows into project management, but strategic planning is really looking at the high level of your business. Data tracking, reviewing, evaluating Um, And then of course, people systems. And so this, you know, you might not be there yet in your business or you may just be kind of branching out into this, but this is like, you know, your support system um, when you step out from being a solopreneur. So uh, it's all the things you need to manage a team and to bring that team on. And then of course, tools. So tools, um, are part of each of these categories because of course different tools support different operations in your business. But I still like to kind
1: of talk about it a little separately. Love that, thank you. Okay, so let's kind of deep dive into each of them on its own. So maybe we can start from the top, the most important one I guess to kickstart everything off is your offers. Yes. I mean, because like I said, you can't really, you know, have a business if you don't have anything to sell,
0: right? So this is client management, service delivery, sales process, all those things that you like need to do to serve your client, if that makes sense. So, and also like, so in the tools, so I like to kind of talk about this in like terms of um, like kind of what are some basic tools that you need for that category? And then kind of like, what are some processes there? What are some areas you can examine? So an offer is like, you would have your payment processing system and your CRM system. So those are tools that you would probably use to support this particular category. And then in terms of like what you want to look at is I really like to start people with like, what's your onboarding process? How do people work with you? Like, you know, what, what are those steps that happen? And then what do you need to do internally to make sure that you're serving that client to your best ability? So, you know, are you creating videos for them, like to walk them through if you do an audit or if you're um, building web pages? how do you explain your process to them? How do you deliver what you're serving your clients with that kind of thing? And it's really important to like have a consistent process for that and really document what you're doing so that each client that you have, even if, you know, you customize your packages and stuff, they have a very similar experience. And honestly, like the more you do it with clients, the more you kind of realize things that you need to like educate them on and things that you need to communicate better. Um, and all of that is going to build your, your sales and your offers um, to be a better experience for your clients. And therefore you'll get more referrals and it kind of all builds on each other.
1: I love that, Mariah. And I always think of it like if anyone hasn't seen the the movie, The Founder on Netflix about the McDonald's story, you should definitely do it. And the whole thing is about, yeah, it's like that whole franchise model that you can have McDonald's in New York, you can have it in Turkey, you can have it in Japan. It would literally be the exact same experience. So taking that to our service businesses but from the time that someone has a sales conversation with you, through to the delivery, then to offboarding, is that process consistent? Like, do we have a methodology and a system that everybody goes through to make sure that we're delivering on our promise at the same standard every single time? I love that.
0: Yeah, it's, I, and honestly, if you get your process down, then you can. It, it makes it easier to tweak your offers and to um, like kind of move, like kind of scale a little bit easier as well as kind of realizing, okay, these things work for my clients. These things don't work for my clients. Um, and then, so I guess, can we move into the next one? Yeah. Okay, the next one is marketing. So of course, like you have your offers, but you have to get people to buy those offers. I, um, I like to say, you know, you, you can build it, but you have to like promote it for them to come. <laughs> marketing, of course, is like, all the things you use to promote your business so it's content social media email marketing Um, i even include networking in this category and um, believe it or not you can standardize kind of how you network i mean of course you want it to be natural but at the same time you can make a strategy behind it if you have a, um, a system to use and a process then it makes it a lot easier and under this like category of course it's like social media schedulers it's editorial calendars your email marketing uh, system tool, uh, like ConvertKit or ActiveCampaign or whichever one you use. So within this, like, honestly, I am like, I'm a huge proponent of what can you repurpose? I'm all about, you know, work smarter, not harder. And honestly, if you don't have a system for your marketing, you're like repeating a lot, like you're doing a lot of extra work. And I find most people who don't have a solid system for their marketing, they're, number one, really missing opportunities. Because if you're like spending all this time, like on social media, trying to drive people in and you don't have an, you know, like an email list to kind of capture them or like a direction for them to go on your website or somehow to like um, connect with you, like what's the point, right? Like if you're not like driving that funnel, like it's really, you know, you're kind of wasting time on the front end without capturing them on the back end. So it's really important that you have a system in place for this as well as like, I see so many people, they like publish some kind of content, you know, it could be a blog post, it could be a podcast, it can be YouTube and that's it, they publish it. And it's like, oh my God, you did all that work. You can use it for so much more, you know, so I'm really about like, how can you repurpose it? How can you get as many eyes on it as possible? You can send it to your email list. You can, you know, put it out on social media. You can pull tips from it and use it in different places. I mean, there's so many ways to um, really make the most and get the, like, most bang for your time that you're um, putting there. So I really, truly, like, this is when I feel super passionate about Is it. Like, you need to be, you know, making the
1: most of that content. And the way to do that is to have a system for it and to, like, be very um, consistent. Thank you for sharing that, Mariah, because I know that that's one of the um, ways that people feel overwhelmed is that they feel like they're constantly having to feed this the huge appetite for content out there. And you're absolutely right. We don't have to be um, reinventing the wheel. And that's why it's so important to create an outline, like how can we be making the most out of our content? So thank you for sharing that one.
0: Yeah, of course. And I mean, honestly, I'm like just because you published it like two years ago doesn't make it less relevant today for the most part. I mean, sometimes yeah, it's, if it's evergreen. That's but, a point. Yeah.
1: Amazing. So, so that's let's a- move on to information.
0: Absolutely. So information is kind of like all that stuff you just have to keep track of. So, um, my, one of my big things in this category is I'm like, get a password management tool. Um, LastPass is the one I use. There's other ones out there. You can Google like um, password management tool. And honestly, I cannot even, like I can't even imagine trying to keep up with the amount of passwords I need to run a business. Like it's insane. So that's an easy one for you to do and it's gonna make your day-to-day life like so much easier but you know this is also like your digital files so like do you have like cloud storage you know like are you utilizing like um you know google drive or stuff like or dropbox and stuff like do you have a place that you can like easily share files whether that's with clients or when you hire um a lot of like getting this information organized is going to really help you even if you're not like hiring full time, if you just like bring on a contract worker or something, like think about all the things, like if I hire a graphic designer, like they're going to need access to, um, you know, like my past probably branding and all that information. So like you want to be able to easily share stuff like that. Um, So even if it's like a project-based service provide, like if you're like hiring just on a project-based, like a lot of times you need to share information. So if you have that in, an organized, shareable format, it's gonna make your life so much easier as you grow.
1: What about the inbox management side? What are some of the things that you recommend people to do to kind of get that cleaned up? Oh
0: man, so um,
1: inbox management, I like, Number one, I'm
0: kind of, like I just feel like most people need to unsubscribe to stuff because they just let it build up in their inbox. But what? But I'm also an information hoarder, like like one of those people. Like I don't want to miss out. Like I want to know all the things and read all the things. So I actually really recommend that you set up filters and if you use um, Gmail. Um, you can easily set up filters. You can do it in other programs as well. But I actually have a little hack that I use, and anytime I sign up for somebody. Email list. Um, in Gmail, you can. What you can do is, like, if say my Gmail is bloomhustlegrow at gmail.com, um, and then what you can do is, like, put a plus sign and then do newsletter or I, research or whatever, and it'll, like, you can automatically filter anything to that adjusted email address into a folder.
1: It's great. I love that. I do that also with like clients. So anything that any email that comes from a client goes in directly into my client folder. Anything that's from my team goes into my team folder. So when I'm pressed on time and I don't have time to just be going through emails, the first, my priorities are going through the team and the client. If I don't get through to anything else, that's okay. That can wait. That's not an emergency. Team and clients are always, then I have, I'm going to sound so anal now. I have a few folders. So I have like a today folder, like a things that I have to get done today. And then some, the ones that are not urgent, but I should get done by the end of the week. So on Friday, I'll go into that folder. Like once I've read, I'll read it, I'll read it, put it into that folder. And then I'll come back to it on Friday, just so that again, I'm making sure that I'm doing the most important tasks first rather than just being a slave to people's demands in my inbox.
0: Yes, that's a great, that's, that's a great way to manage it. The other thing too, is about inbox management for me. It's like, I don't, don't go in there all the time. Like so many people just waste so much time, like constantly opening it up and kind of like being distracted. And I mean, it really drains your energy. So like, honestly, like having set times to check your email throughout the day um, is really, I mean, you're going to be amazed at like probably how much more energy you feel as well as like kind of having more time because you're not sucked into other people's priorities.
1: Completely. And you can do things like pausing your inbox when you're doing like Mm -hmm. focused work or now majority of my kind of client communication and communication with my team is in Slack. Um, So that really saves on like, you know, all of the emails back and forth too.
0: Love it. Yes. I love Slack. And that's another way is like, you know, utilizing different tools that kind of make that management a little
1: easier, not have it clogging up your inbox. Right. Yeah. And I guess that's a great segue into the next point of next pillar, which is all about project management. So what does that look like in terms of scheduling and organizing data and tasks and, you know, the endless to do list?
0: So, you know, project management is really about how you manage your business day to day, how you manage your time, how you manage uh, all the things that you have to do within your business. So the number one thing here is actually having a project management tool. So a project management tool helps you manage all the aspects of your business. So all of these pillars can be managed within a project management tool. And, you know, there's a lot that you can do there. Um, But so that, like, honestly, one of the number one tools in business, I feel like if entrepreneurs got them, you know, like got a project management tool as soon as they started a business and really dedicated to using that, their life would be so much easier. But in terms of, like, project management and like scheduling your day and you know we just talked about the inbox and kind of like having set times that you check your inbox and you know making yourself like take action on those emails instead of just kind of reading them and then like you know going to another task and then having to come back and address them. Um, it's all the things of how you manage yourself in your business or how you manage your team in your business and how that workflow day to day week to week and month to month.
1: I want to quickly pause today's episode to invite you to join us in the Grow With Intention membership. This monthly coaching container is the place for online service providers ready to grow their business to the six-figure mark without overwhelm or hustle. The strategies I'm teaching every month in the membership are the exact strategies I've taught hundreds of clients. Strategies that have helped countless women break the six-figure mark and beyond. I am collapsing time for you, sharing all the things you need to know to grow your online service business with ease. It's the first time I'm making these strategies available outside my high-level one-on-one and mastermind program. Every month in the membership, you'll get live trainings on topics like sales, marketing, strategic partnerships, and of course, mindset all the things you need to know to break that next income level. Every month you will get a live content audit from me where you'll get feedback on your sales material, social media channels, and your copy. So there will never be a time where you don't know what to say to convert your subscribers and followers into paying clients and customers. Every month, you'll get a live Q&A call where you'll get all of your questions answered, not to mention hot seat coaching and daily support and prompts and accountability in our private Slack channel. If you know that now is your time, that you are ready to cross that next income level and step into that big vision, head to the show description for the link and come and join us. Great. And I think, you know, Sometimes it can be overwhelming hearing that, but I think just start off by like doing a brain dump of like, what are the things that you, those recurring to-dos, then you can start to kind of organize it and structure it. Don't be overwhelmed by that. And just, you know, one of the things I do is as I'm doing things, you could just start jotting down, okay, these are just some of the things like on an average Monday that I'm doing. And then you can kind of, allocate time to start organizing and kind of putting um procedures and stuff like that around it absolutely so i oh sorry but i'm sure mariah that one of the things that you find when you're working with clients is that sometimes like the mental drama that comes up is the thing that stops people from actually taking action and like getting these things set up in the first place
0: Absolutely. It's just, it's kind of like a resistance to it almost. And I think sometimes too, people have resistance to building processes in their system and kind of having that structure because a lot of times, like as entrepreneurs, we come from like that corporate structure world and you're like, I don't want to do that anymore. (laughs) I want to do whatever I want. And then like, as you build your business, you kind of realize like you need that structure. Otherwise you're going to feel really overwhelmed and get burned out. But like, for example, in this category too, like every Friday I have like a checklist that I go through and kind of make sure that, um, you know, I wrap things up for the week and I set myself up, you know, to kind of go into the next week, like feeling organized. And I know where I'm at with clients and I know where I'm at with my personal projects and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it really is helpful even
1: if you resisted at first. (laughs) 100%. Okay. Let's go on to strategic planning.
0: Okay, right, so strategic plan is kind of like the bigger like the higher level planning for your business um so this is like really looking at okay how does your day-to-day translate to the success of your business you know are the channels that you're in social media are they bringing in clients you know what is working what's not working and having systems in place to review those things and systems in place to track those things and really you know like setting yourself up for success because like if you're just like starting projects, dropping projects, um, you know, and you're not approaching how you spend your time in your business strategically, it's a lot harder to see results in your business just because, you know, you're kind of going here and there, or you're like just putting out fires all the time. I see a lot of service-based um, entrepreneurs, they get, you know, like, they're trying to get clients, trying to get clients, and then all of a sudden they kind of get clients, and then all their time is just spent on client work, and they're not like really like they get burned out because it's just constantly putting out fires for clients and they don't have those processes and systems in place to kind of support um the level of clients they've gotten and then like it's all driven by that client work and they're like what am I doing you know like what am I doing in my business like I don't see like kind of the light of where this, you know, this feels like a flow and it feels good for me. And I have goals in my business. It's just constantly like, how do I get through the next client? Right. So you really want to have goals in place for your business and approach like, you know, how many clients you're bringing on strategically. That's, I mean, that's another big thing with, um, a lot of service-based entrepreneurs is that like, we forget to set those boundaries. So we're not, putting too much in our place as well, like, and that's kind of part of strategic planning, like how many clients can I really take on and still feel comfortable or still build my business or do these other, you know, or do the marketing. So I don't have that ebb and flow of like clients coming in and then like, you know, bam in for a little while and stuff like that. So um, having a strategic plan in place is really important. And again, that flows to all the other categories and it flows back to project management. I personally love doing 90 day planning. Um, So that's really kind of what drives the day to day within a quarter of my business, because it's like, you want a big idea for a year, but like, you want to be able to break it down into very actionable steps. And um, 90 day planning, I feel like is long enough and short enough to be able to like take action, but not
1: feel totally overwhelmed. Oh, there's so many good stuff that you were saying that I just want to unpack to make sure that everybody's getting this. So. One thing that you said that really struck me out is about ascertaining how many clients that you can have service at a high level and still be able to execute. And I think that's a really great point that I want to kind of talk about a little bit because that's the thing. Very often when I'm talking to service-based businesses and they're making revenue goals, they'll create a really big revenue goal. And then the amount of clients that they need, they'd literally just be servicing clients all all the time. And then my next question is, okay, so what happens after the three months when, when, those, when those programs come to an end? And it's like, oh, yeah, like there's actually no time to be, yeah, building up a pipeline, to be working on all of this stuff that we've been doing. When, when are you marketing? When are you, yep. when are you actually having a bird's eye view of the business and thinking strategically? There's no time because now in order to hit that goal, they have so many clients and they're literally now, in delivery mode all of the time and very quickly what I see is that they start to get into resentment mode because they're feeling Mm -hmm. pulled in 101 directions so the time that they're spending with clients they start to feel resentful that they're not able to actually work on growing the business so that was a really great point the second thing that I wanted to mention was you were speaking about kind of data and tracking and again I think very often we can have this um desire to kind of be like boring I want to move on to the next thing I want to create a new offer where very often we can grow our income just by seeing like testing these things like is there something that I need to double down on um that was working but if we just added a little bit more we can see exponential growth it's not always about reinventing the wheel so I love that you shared that and then finally (laughs) I wanted to just ask from you, in this kind of strategic planning, data tracking, reviewing, whether there were any specific types of metrics um, that you really kind of urge your clients to be looking at?
0: So for me, kind of like the very top level is like where your money's coming from. I mean, I know so many of us like get into business for different reasons and we want to support our clients, but at the same time, like you're going to really get to burnout if you don't understand kind of you know, where your where your money's coming from, um, and what offers are really getting traction as well as so one big thing that I find is people don't actually know how much time they're taking to deliver a service sometimes. Like theoretically they know, but then they like break it down and like yeah, I kind of like, okay, let's like really time track like how much time from like on you know like when you start the service to like when you deliver it and the back and forth and stuff and sometimes you'll realize like that service may sell a lot but you're only making like $15 an hour <laughs> so you want to be really mindful about like you know what offers are bringing in income and then like also on the other side of that on the marketing side is what like what marketing channels are actually driving clients to you. So if you're in a situation where you don't have time to like do your whole marketing strategy, like you, you know, you need to kind of pare down and be like, okay, you know what? Every time I do a podcast interview, I get a lot of discovery calls. Then, you know, okay, maybe you don't create a lot of your own blog posts anymore because your time's better spent doing podcasts because you just don't have the bandwidth to do it all right now. Mm, that is so good.
1: So good okay so, so yeah at a high level those are kind of my two big things <laughs> no I think I feel like for so many people that's going to be such a great starting point so thank you let's talk about people people systems yep so this you
0: know this is kind of the one though like you can't like A lot of your operations build towards this and a lot of people are like oh you know i'm not gonna hire a team or i'm not you know like i'm not there and it can be kind and like and honestly for a lot of solopreneurs like it's scary to take that next step right um but people you know like working with people and kind of bringing people on to support you happens in a lot of different ways it can be like smaller contracts it you know it can be like your va like getting your first va and all that stuff but you need to kind of already be thinking of that before you get to that level. Because what I find is a lot of people get to that pain point of like, oh my God, like I can't, I can't manage it all myself. And I want to grow and I want to keep on taking clients, but it, this is not sustainable, right? Like you get to that pinch point. I, I like to call it in your business. Um, but the thing is, is you haven't been thinking about like how you're going to hand things off, what um. kinds of things you want to hand off to them you're like it's going to be a mess and a lot of people what happens is they decide like a lot of times the VA is kind of like their first hire and you know they're like okay I need a VA and then they have to kind of expect it to be like a magic wand but if you don't have stuff documented of how you do it and where it lives and all that kind of stuff and like how you're going to actually give them their tasks and their to-dos like you you have to still manage them and you have to teach yourself to manage them and if you're kind of thinking about that as your business grows and builds and you're building out like you know this is how I send an email or that you know these are the systems that I use if you're documenting that and have it organized it's going to be easier to hand it off to somebody and I honestly like I like people to think about like from the very beginning what tasks you hate. Like, even if you are not making any money right now and you're you're like, it's like going to be a million years before I can do it. If you have
1: that list, it makes it so much easier for you to format what actual help you need in your business. 100 percent. And what I love so much about the kind of systems and the things that you teach is that empowers entrepreneurs to delegate rather than abdicating. What I see a lot of people do is that once they do get to that point where they're like sick of doing those tasks, they're just like, you just take it. And then just, there's there's no systems in place. So, so they don't know, like, is it being done in the, in the right way? Or is it being done in the right way? Or they get frustrated that the person isn't doing it in a certain way, exactly. but they set them up for success. So it is about these systems help you delegate rather than abdicating. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, I see so many people who are like, I heard a VA
0: didn't work and it's not going to work for me. It's like, you (laughs) you weren't ready. Like you didn't prep, like you didn't prep for and you weren't ready to have a VA. It's not like that you're, you can't have a VA or it's not going to work for your business. It's just like, you weren't exactly ready. So, you know, to
1: me, it's all about kind of
0: best preparing yourself to move to the next level of your business
1: and that, Kind of all of operations for me <laughs> so we've spoken a little bit about some of the tools just under some of those other six categories but are there any other systems that we haven't already mentioned that you just love using for this stuff
0: well obviously so like as i mentioned when i talked about project management like it is so important for you to have that central hub to your business i personally utilize trillo um and I think you do as well, right?
1: Ooh, I'm all about Trello, everybody
0: knows <laughs> that. <laughs> um, so, you know, like, for me, that's the central hub of my business, and I, because I, I, your project management tool can, it can have your processes, it can have, you know, trainings in there, it can, you can link to where things live, I mean, it's amazing what you can do in a project management tool, just so, like, it's not all spread out. Everything lives somewhere in that project management tool. So you can easily go in and you know what you're doing day to day. Like you, you have a place to, when you're ready to make assignments to that VA, all that stuff, like it can all very much live in your project management tool. So that's kind of like my number one is to get that in place so that you have a container for all this operations <laughs> yeah, Um sure. But, you know, with that said, there is no perfect tool. Like, it doesn't exist. And I find so many entrepreneurs use tools to procrastinate. I'll start start that course when I find the right platform. You know, I'll start my email <laughs> list when, like, I figure out the perfect, you know, like, email marketing system. Like, they, they totally use a pro- procrastination technique. I also see a lot of people, like, jump tools a lot, you know, because there's always, like, that hot tool, like, in the Facebook yeah. groups and stuff. And they're like, well, maybe I should change. And I'm like, uh-uh-uh okay, you know, like, it's okay, like your tools are going to have to evolve and change as your business evolves. But I'm like, nope, just because it's a popular tool does not like what's wrong with your current tool that you're unhappy with. And that's the number one question you need to ask when you're like looking to change out tools, because like, tools do need to change with your business. I basically know no one who has an email marketing system, but they started with day one on their business. Like exactly. that's just the reality. So, you know for me it's really really important that um, you're evaluating your tools regularly um, I say at least every like six months and that you have a good inventory of your tools because this is the other thing is when you pick a new tool or you're ready to you know like you're like oh I'm frustrated with this one I need something else you need to know what that tool integrates with and you need to understand how these tools work together in your business because that's another mistake I see people make is they're like oh this was the new hot tool but oh wait, it doesn't integrate with my email marketing, you know, like a course platform, like it doesn't integrate with my email marketing or I have to use like all these other kind of like workarounds and you really want to make sure your tools work together strategically.
1: Yeah, completely. That's why when I do my money dates, so I I actually really enjoy them. So please don't feel like you have to follow me, but I do my money dates once a week and I'm looking at stuff like what are the direct debits that have been going out? So I'm so connected with my cash position and what I'm spending money on so it's just that reminder like have I actually used that in a while okay no so I can I can cancel that and it's just about having that connection with your money and seeing where it's going so it's not that you know you spent hundreds of of dollars over the year on tools that you don't use um and then you're connected with those transactions, you'll start to see that anyway. and It'll be a really great reminder. So I'll share a few of the ones that I use. So I, like I said, I love Slack. I use Plannerly for all of my social media marketing. In terms of like storing all of our SOPS, we use Trello and we also use Google Drive. We, for scheduling and like to-do lists and tasks, again, Trello. That's why I love Trello yep. because even in terms of my brain dumping and organizing my ideas, editorial calendars, all of that kind of stuff, It's I'm so visual. So it really helps with that. What else? In terms of onboarding and offboarding our email service provider that we love is ConvertKit. i'll drop a um a code for ConvertKit in the discovery calls. i just feel like with their kind of visual automations and things like that and tagging it just makes it really easy so we do a lot of our sequences and kind of funnels and things like that with them I'm just to think if there's anything else we use but those are our main ones is there anything that you use that i'm kind of missing Oh no! I mean, those so great. I like. I always think, even
0: if you like don't make scheduling appointments with clients, though. I think most service-based providers do like to have a schedule. Like, um, yeah. I personally use Acuity, but then you know, some people use Calendly. Those are kind of the two popular ones. I think everybody everybody needs that because like it helps with networking, and you know, when you do need to schedule with clients, or even like when you're ready to hire somebody to have like. To
1: have interviews with people, all that. Like, I think that's always an important one. So, just a little bit earlier, you were talking about kind of the way that you approach strategic planning in thinking of it in these kind of ninety-day sprints, um, and we hear this this you know talk about you know working on your business versus working in your business and kind of having like CEO dates to get strategic and start planning. So I just wonder when you are getting like your CEO date and you're kind of planning for the next 90 days, like what does that whole process look like?
0: So number one, I'm trying to think of
1: like how to approach this, but number one, like I actually like break
0: up, they have like this thing called like week 13. So basically like every quarter is like 12 weeks and then like week 13 is at the end of the quarter. And that's like the week I use for like planning and evaluating like what's going on and like what I want to do the next 90 days. So it's not that I don't take clients during that week, but I purposely like block time throughout that week to go through like different aspects of my business. And again, like I look at like, kind of what did I sell? You know, what was my most popular service or okay where did I spend a lot of my client time at like and you know with what clients and stuff like that and then I go through my marketing and I look at what channels brought in you know a lot of um what channels like brought in discovery calls or clients as well as like what content was popular and just like how it grew overall. Like I don't think followers are like super important, but at the same time, like if you're putting time and effort into it, you kind of want to see some kind of result, right? So I go through a lot of that. And then I look at also kind of big picture. What do I want to develop for my business? Like I um am currently developing some courses. I have some, I have a course and then I'm developing some more. So that's like a big project for me. So I kind of break that down and like what am I going to work on this coming quarter? And then I, you know, walk out when I'm going to do that.
1: So when you're blocking out, when you're going to do that, I'd love to kind of dig deeper a little bit into how, what that looks like. So we we're talking about this actually in my mastermind recently, because we all have those days where, for example, we scheduled that that's going to be my content day and I just wake up and I'm in a bit of a funk and the kind of, <laughs> it's not flowing. So how, how, rigid are you in terms of mapping out when you do these tasks when you've kind of broken it down for your 90 days?
0: Yeah. So I love this question because this is like the bane of my existence,
1: really. Like I mean,
0: I wish I was just somebody who could just be like, I'm gonna write my <laughs> blog post today and I'm just able to do it and my brain works that way. I, I wish that so bad, but it's just not my reality. So number one is like every like I block off every Wednesday of my week. So I don't like I try not to have um Like appointments that day, if I can help it. Um, And that's kind of like my day to work on my business because I just find like, I find it's really easy to work on client work. Like my brain will automatically like get into that flow. But when it comes to working on my business and like doing that creative work, my brain is sometimes resistant to that. So I like to have a day a week that, you know, I can kind of be like, okay, this is my day to work on it. And honestly, I always have like a lot like different kind of projects going on. So that helps me. Um I know that's not for everybody, but like not only do I have like projects I want to work on, but like I also have learning that I want to do. So if if it's a day that I'm just like tired and I'm really not feeling it, like maybe I'll like do the course I said I was going to do or you know research something that's part of the bigger project. Or maybe I'll make graphics. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you have to do that lower hanging fruit and then like build yourself up to doing the like the meteor test um, is how I kind of look at it. The other thing that I really find helpful is um, doing time blocking and then just being like, sometimes when I'm resistant, like I can say, okay, I'm going to work on this for 30 minutes. And if I can't get in the flow after the 30 minutes, I can stop. But a lot of times that just helps kickstart my brain into being like, okay, I'm going to write
1: this blog, you know, I can write this blog post. I don't know. It's like weird tricks you have to do. yourself. (laughs) But I think you're 100% right. I do exactly the same thing because I've done that strategic planning beforehand. I know that, okay, yes, I did say that I wanted to do content on those days, but I also know what the other priorities are that I can kind of swap in. So I'm still moving things forward. And what happens very often is that I'll start working on those things. You build that confidence when you're like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm getting into a flow with this. I know that this is still moving the needle. And then you end up getting the inspiration to do what you didn't want to do. But just that virtue of doing the motions and still kind of moving forward and chipping away on that bigger 90-day goal, I feel like really kind of helps you get back into the zone.
0: Yeah, and I also find batching kind of helps. So like like I try to have most of my marketing done in advance, like my kind of more routine marketing. Like if I do blog posts or social media scheduling or like newsletters, um, I try to actually like get ahead, like kind of a month ahead on that. So then that way there's more leeway to have those off days and to kind of not force it when it's really not flowing. Cause you have like a little more flexibility in your schedule. And you know, a lot of that is like just hitting pause sometimes and saying, you know what, this month I have to take a break. Like, right. you know, like I'm not going to put out my routine content or I'm going to, you know, like it's knowing when you really do have to kind of hit pause sometimes on your strategy to be able to catch up and to not constantly feel like you're like running, you know, like you're trying to like, Get it out, and you're constantly behind, and it's like 11 p.m., and you're trying to write a newsletter and stuff. I hate working that way, I always have. And honestly, it's like kind of just like swallowing that pill a little bit, like because you know, you do want to be consistent and you do want to like show up consistently and um, keep that strategy. But at the same time, sometimes you have to know when to hit pause and say, I need a little space.
1: I'm so with you. Oh, all right, I could just literally talk to you about this for hours. <laughs> Um, But I'm going to stop it there because you have so many great resources that people can kind of continue to, to learn about all of this stuff. So where can people head to?
0: So all of my, like I'm, I'm on the web at bloomhustlegrow.com and then all my social media is bloomhustlegrow as well. So I'm an Instagram, Pinterest. I'm a really big fan of Pinterest. I put like all my new
1: content out there and and yeah. Amazing. Okay. I'll drop all of those into the show notes. Mariah, thank you so much for your time today. You're
0: so welcome. Thank you so much for having me.
1: So that's it for this week's episode of the lifestyle edit podcast. You can download more episodes of this podcast and subscribe in Apple podcasts or iTunes. If you enjoyed what you heard, we would love a review or recommendation. It's the number one way for us to share these stories and insights with as many creative female entrepreneurs as possible. And don't forget, all the information on how to join the TLE community is in the show notes or simply head to thelifestyleedit.com to sign up.